We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the Field of 68 Best Bets live stream. Goodman, I'm going to retweet this real quick. Give me one second. You know, um, one of these days you're going to get smoother at this. It's never going to be smooth. But at least you know what? I didn't have four minutes of vamping at the beginning trying to figure out where a tweet was, like some of us did on Duke Wait. live streams. With Are five you blaming people me? watching live. Yes, you, I am blaming you. Are you blaming me on this? Come on. That was a great, great if, – if you haven't watched that, you need to watch the post game of, of, of the Duke, uh, the podcast with Andre Dawkins, Austin Rivers, and myself. It was entertaining. Once it got going, once you got through those first four minutes, it was really damn good. Yeah, once you got past the first four minutes of awkwardness, I only have like six or seven seconds of awkwardness uh, at the beginning. That's all, all right, we need so, for you. So we had a we had a wild week of basketball. We saw the top three teams in the country play last night. We saw four of the biggest programs in the country play Tuesday night. We saw North Carolina and Texas face off in the Maui Invitational title game. Before we get into tonight's blast slate, sure. uh, just give me your biggest takeaways from the last two days. We've had five unbelievable games. Uh, my biggest takeaways are that Gonzaga and Baylor are right now in a class by themselves. And uh, we're going to see that Saturday because they play each other uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock on CBS. Um, but I, I just think, again, there's a reason. And I thought Villanova would be there with them. And they probably will be at the end of the day. But right now, those two teams, Baylor returns mostly everybody. Gonzaga returns enough. And the other takeaway was I, I can't believe Mark Feud let Jalen Suggs stay in the game and go back in the game. After the game, he said, he was like, listen, he, he basically convinced me. I didn't want to play him, but he convinced me. But when he came out, Rob, he looked atrocious. He's like limping, dragging well, that leg, right? I, I have a theory on that. And my theory is that Gonzaga's seen something similar to that from Jalen Suggs before. Because to me, it did not look like they were sitting there all that word. So you think you know, he's done that in practice numerous times already? I just I don't know. But if if he's coming back in after that, then it tells me like okay, maybe they've seen this kid like fall on the floor and, and uh, pretend that he got shot and then uh, come back into a game. Maybe hey, it, it's not. I was there for the Paul Pierce wheel. In Paul Pierce's game. defense, he pooped his pants. Well, great. <laughs> Whatever. The wheelchair was a little much. I'll tell you what. If I poop my pants in front of that many people, I would have someone wheelchair me away too, so no one could see. It. Actually, can I tell you a funny story about pooping? Someone pooping their pants? Sure. I think I think you'll appreciate this. So, uh, we uh, on on road. Pants? No, no, on road trips when we were in college. Like we would have um, 
it was basically like four dollars or five dollars you would get for your per diem for the money. Like I played at a division three school. We did not have a lot of money for per diem. And what we used to do is at the time, Subway had a special where it was like five dollars for two foot longs or something like that, plus they chips and a drink. Yeah. So what we would do is we would that we had enough money to cover those two foot longs. So we would just go to Subway and we would have a pregame meal and a postgame <laughs> meal. <laughs> from Subway. But we went to one and one of the kids on the team, I'm not going to say his name. He was a starter. He was real good. Okay. And um, he got, I think he had a meatball sub and he had a meatball sub before a game. Now, remember at the division three level, it's like the Ivy league. You go and you play two conference games in back-to-back nights on the road. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a Friday night and then a Saturday afternoon game. So you got to bring your dark jerseys and your white jerseys and you just make sure that you coordinate with the the home team so that you, you have the, um, the right jerseys. Now we wore our darks on that Friday night. This was Saturday. So we had our whites um, and he, something didn't sit right with him with that meatball sub. And when he was doing a stretch, like I think a groin stretch, a little, a uh, little something came out on the back of the white jerseys <laughs> and nobody would change shorts with him. And we didn't have an extra pair of shorts with us. Like, I, I don't know what happened to the blood Jersey. We didn't have it. So he had to play that game as a starter with a, with a little poop stain right in the middle of the <laughs> back of his shorts. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too big. He was able to dilute it a little bit with water, but everybody on the team saw it and nobody let him forget that. So that's uh, there right. you go. That's my, that's my poop in your pants story. You I smell like shit the whole game. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. It, was, it was really gross. Yeah. Um, at least he got right. between him and the defender. Yeah. All right. So the only the only real takeaway that I had that that we haven't kind of beaten to death already was how overmatched Io Desunamu looked going up Early. against Mark Vidal and um, right. and and Davion Mitchell. Like he had he was six for eighteen from the floor the other night. He had a layup in transition. And he got two wide open threes um, in transition. And beyond that, like he just he really could get nothing going against those guys. And look, they have so much help. They, they honestly, it's such. They have great individual defenders, number one, but their team defense is absolutely sensational. How connected mm-hmm. they are, how they make up for each other's mistakes if there are mistakes, which there aren't a ton. They're they're always in the right position, helping each other. Always. Yeah, yeah, but like a lot of times, Io didn't force them to need to help. Like he just couldn't get around Mark Vital and he couldn't get around Davion Mitchell. And we're talking about. One of the five best players in the sport. Io DeSumo is going to play in the NBA. He yeah, is known I, as I a think you're right. I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. But I'm not ready to say one of the top five best. Like, he still wasn't able to make shots consistently last year. There's a reason, Rob, why the NBA wasn't going to take him in the first round of True. the draft. Okay? True. So, like, like, I think we get a little carried away with, like, Io is this, like – Lottery pick. I had him as a as a. Well, I'm not. Protector. I didn't say lottery pick. I said right. he's going to be an NBA player. Yeah, there's a very big difference be. between NBA player and lottery pick. He's 21 but top years five old. Player in the sport. Let's let him earn that. He was great the second half of last year. Okay, then let me ask. Then answer this for me. Who didn't have him as a preseason first team All American? Did you? Me, me. I did not. Oh. I did not. Well, I, be, I bet you felt real smart game. when he averaged 26, 8, and 7 over uh, the course listen, of the first three games of the year. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. But all I'm saying is for him, to, he did. He wasn't Luca Garza last year. He wasn't absolutely dominant all year last year. He had his moments, and he's so electrifying, and he made big shots the second half of the season, which is why everybody kind of 
hopped on the wagon. And, and I love Io. Don't get me wrong. I love him. I just want to see him prove it every night. And again, listen, Baylor's defense is terrific. So they're going to make it hard for him. Davion Mitchell, one of the best perimeter defenders. Uh, Mark Vidal might be the best overall defender in college basketball. Yeah, they completely shut him down. And that was a very worrying thing for, uh, I think, for Illinois fans and for anybody that's going to have to play Baylor. Um, so right. when it comes to Gonzaga, I think my single biggest takeaway was just that like they, an embarrassment of riches. There's no way that you should be able to lose someone as good in jail, as Jalen Suggs and then have, have Joel Eiei go for 21-5 and five and Andrew Nemhard go for 19-6 and six and not miss a beat. Like they were, they were, they were fine. Like that team is unbelievable. He was terrible in the first half. He was, yeah, he was terrible. I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of people that look terrible against Oscar Shibwe. He, oh. dude, big Sheeb's ability to move at 260 pounds is unfair. Yeah, there was that unfair. one play though that he, I think he picked up his fourth foul on it where Timmy just ran him down the court and uh, mm-hmm. Args looked over at big Sheeb and he was like, you got to move like like you can't ask that big guy to run any faster than he already does. Like he is a gazelle for his size. It's incredible. Um, West Virginia's West Virginia. Actually, to be honest, I was more impressed with West Virginia last night than I thought I'd be. Yeah, I mean, their biggest thing is going to be staying out of foul trouble. The, and making shots, which they did. Yeah. They made some shots. Like They I, did, I'm like okay. with Tosh, Taz Sherman and Sean McNeil, yeah. like in my opinion, they can make the shots. The, the big question now is, you know, if they want to be a top 20 team, then what they are right now is a top 20 team. Right. If they want to be a team that we're talking about that can beat Win Gonzaga and that can beat Baylor, Oscar Sheeway can't be spending 15, 20 yeah. minutes a game in foul trouble in three out of the first four games of the season. they got to find a way to keep their best players on the floor, and it's, it's really just that simple. All Let's right. talk about this riveting slate tonight. Riveting, baby, riveting. Okay. Well, we got um, some picks. It's not an overwhelming slate, but I, I got some picks here. I, I have four picks that I feel really good about. The first one uh, for me is really simple. What do you got? I am I'm fading Utah. Utah came out of quarantine November 29th. They were in there since November 13th. That's 16 days. I'm with they are playing I'm Washington. Yeah. Washington is terrible. Yep, terrible. But lots to Riverside. Utah, they lost by 8,000 to Baylor. I think yes. it was eight thousand. It might have been. It might have been seven thousand nine hundred ninety-four. But I'm pretty eight sure it was eight thousand points. Um, yeah, but Washington plus seven and a half. That's nothing but just betting on the fact that there's no way Utah has has legs right now. And Washington's just played no a couple games. No, they yeah. haven't played him well. They haven't played him well. I, <laughs> I don't know if they're getting Nescotter back or not. They need him desperately. But you know, Eric Stevenson's still new to the program. Quite a green. Remember, missed the second half of last year due to academic issues. So I, I, I don't anticipate Washington at least not keeping this within seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of have to hope that these guys fade down the stretch when they like when their legs go. Right. That's all. On, that's all you're betting on with Washington. Nothing else. Yep. Uh, and then the, the kind of the same thing. Syracuse minus twenty one. Uh, Syracuse is now almost two weeks removed from getting out of quarantine, which means they should probably get starting to get into shape now. Niagara, who they're playing, uh, just got out of quarantine November 29th. They were in there for two weeks. And now you get to go up to the Dome and, and take on the Syracuse team. The one worrying part about that for me is Baruma Sidibe uh, has a torn meniscus, and he's kind of like the one guy that can anchor the middle of that zone. But I'm not too worried about it against a team like Niagara. Now, if they were playing a team that we knew had – a whole bunch of really good big guys, then okay, maybe that'd be a different conversation. But uh, Niagara, I like Syracuse in this spot. 
I, I don't love that one. I'll, I'll go with you with, with Washington for the same reasons. Uh, I'm also going with uh, Rick Pitino giving four against Merrimack. No, you're not. That game got canceled. Pay attention, man. Come on. That game got canceled? Out. Yeah, like 15 minutes ago, Rick Pitino tweeted it out. He did? I was, yeah. I was producing a podcast. Yeah, you know, Rick like, Pitino uh, tweeted it out. Oh, that hurts. I love that game. Merrimack yeah. lost his top three scores. Oh, man, that's disappointing. All right, next down the line, uh, we will go with um, Marshall. Uh, Wright State came out of quarantine on Tuesday. Tuesday was their first day back, Robert. That's 48 hours getting out of quarantine and being able to play in a game against Tavion Kinsey, who is yep. a stud. Uh, I just wrote that down. I'm, I'm betting that now. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. But yeah. now get, yeah, just get got that out. one locked in. Now, they got a big guy. I love Wright State. I love Scott Nagy. Terrific coach. Loud and love. Great player. But um, to me, Marshall, uh, again, they beat Arkansas State in, in their opener. Kinsey could be – he's going to be a pro. You got to watch him at some point. If you haven't seen him, he is fun to watch. He's a freak athlete. Probably got a 44-inch vert and uh, kind of a, a point guard, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, point guard. Uh, not a great shooter. If he can get that shot down this year, I'm telling you, he could be drafted. Uh, so I'm going with Marshall in that game, giving one and a half. Yeah, you always have to bet on a team where their best player has a vertical that is twice as high as Robbie Hummels. Uh, all right, my really next is. one, UConn, UConn minus one uh, against USC. I don't trust teams that have two bigs. Um, I do don't trust Andy Enfield against someone that's going to be able to play that style. Uh, and I do think that UConn's guards, like what Danny Hurley wants to do is just kind of overwhelm you with athleticism in the backcourt, get up and down the floor, run a little bit. Um, and as much as I, I, I like Evan Mobley as a player, I, I just him. don't know how it, how it all fits and comes together for USC. I've, I've watched uh, their first three games and I'm not, they looked really good against BYU, but I have not, overall been that impressed with them you know i'm impressed with mobley though here's why i'm impressed is because most kids that have his body build want to sit out there and jack threes over and over and over and evan mobley actually wants to go in and do some work around the basket and he doesn't have the frame you look at him and you're like no no he's not going to do that but he wants to fight a little bit he's tougher than i thought he was last year when i saw him in, in height or two summers ago i guess at the Hall of Fame. So I actually – I don't like the game. I'm not touching the game. But but I'm not as down on, on USC playing two bigs as you are. And I think Enfield's done a good job. They're, they're older other than Mobley. Um, Peterson was good the other night. Uh, and that was a big win against BYU. They pounded the crap out of them. Yeah, but, like, it's BYU without Yoli Childs. You know, their they're centerpiece is Matt Harms. Yeah, I mean, again, okay. I just think, listen, maybe my expectations are low for USC, but I, I thought it was a good one. I thought it was a good one. Yeah, win. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. There there was one move that Evan Mobley had where he kind of – he caught the ball about 15 feet away from the rim, took one dribble to his left, put a shoulder in the chest of whatever 35-year-old center BYU – did you see that kid that BYU is rolling yeah. out there? He yeah. looks like he's 35 years old. Yeah. Um, Mobley put his shoulder right in the dude's chest, uh, created space, and hit a little, like, seven-foot jumper. He's – Kids really talented, and and the thing that I do like about him, um, for at least from from an Enfield perspective, is they're basically using him like an NBA center, like they have him in dribble handoffs, yep. they have him doing a bunch of switchable stuff, they have him playing well, on the perimeter, 
a little bit with the with the Celtics years ago. So I'm sure he's he's got some NBA connections to be able to prepare this kid. Uh, Mobley's good though. All right, all right. Yeah. Let, let's move on. Um, Florida, BC. Big game at Mohegan Sun. Big, big game for the BC Eagles. Florida coming off uh, one game. They were in quarantine for a while. Came back and struggled against... Army. Army. That's right. Army. Um, I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to take the points with the BC Eagles. Uh, I, I think BC is better. And again, the thing with BC is, to me, you got to play Makai Ash and Langford more against teams like Florida. Right, I mean, the, the kid mm-hmm. Rich Kelly just isn't athletic enough to play against some of these guys, Appleby, and some of these other guys with the Gators that are going to want to get up. I, I think Mike White's going to going to want to run. Uh, I think BC can keep it within seven and a half. I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, I have it at six and a half. Um, if I'm go, if I would bet that game, I'd be on BC, but I just don't. I don't yeah. trust Boston College. I don't trust Florida. I don't know what to make of that game. I, I just. It feels like you're you're making a guess, or at least for me, it would feel like I'm making a guess as opposed to well, you got kind of some games today. behind it. You got to take some games. Yeah. It's not easy today. Yeah, um, I also like Arizona State uh, minus seven and a half against Cal. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned it like about a hundred times on this uh, on the stream um, that California teams were shut down for a while during the off season, yep. and I'm just not convinced that Mark Fox has the guys to be able to slow people down. Now, this is going to be a, a true road game in league play, and Arizona State in league play has never been as good as they've been in non-conference play. So that it's is one thing. It's early yeah. for Arizona State. That's a good thing. It's like they're playing a non-conference game. They can, they true. can get it in their head that they're not playing in, in Pac-12 play right now. It's a non-conference game. Uh, Alonzo Verge still, we don't know, contact tracing, he's been out. Uh, I think it's a game time decision or a daytime decision today, whether he'll be able to play or not. But man, if you haven't seen Josh Christopher, watch Arizona State. He is fun he's, to watch. He's a he's, stud. He, to me, he, yeah. Josh Christopher is the opposite of fun to watch because you see him do these things that are incredible, like the one, the five minute stretch that he had against Villanova, and then you don't see him for two and a he's half a games. Freshman. He's a freshman, and he's playing with guards that want to dominate the ball. That's the problem, True, True, they got to get theirs. But all Josh Christopher is doing is living up to the reputation that he had in high school. He lost like 10 games as a high school senior. Yeah, I I think It's because it's the same thing. I love, like, I love this freshman class already. You know, Cade, Mobley, obviously Suggs, Christopher, Zaire Williams. Man, there, there's some really good freshmen at the top. It's the opposite. I agree. Here. It's the opposite. And Josh, yeah, I, I mean, you can be a hater all you want. Uh, I, I'm going to ride Arizona State, and I'm going to ride Josh Christopher here to to some money. <laughs> okay, good man. <laughs> all right. Um, the last one I got is uh, is the Citadel and North Carolina a and I'm taking the over. That total right now is at 160. Uh, the Citadel, Duggar Balcom, in his 15 years as a head coach, he's never ranked outside of the top 10 in tempo, according like to Carolina. Yeah, yeah. North Carolina a and uh, Will Jones. Yep. Last year, he ranked 10th nationally, uh, 9th na- nationally in, in adjusted tempo. Okay. This year, he's played two games against teams that want to get up and down the floor. They've yep. had over 80 possessions in both of those games. You know what Citadel wants to do? 
They want to get up and down the floor. So this is two teams that want to run and gun and chuck and get shots up and play as fast as humanly possible. So I like the over here. The only thing that we have to hope is that like these two bad teams don't just turn in a brick fest, which is very possible. Like they could both end up shooting. Like if you take eight, if there's 80 possessions and everybody on the floor shoots 30% from the floor, like you're not going to, you're not going to get to 160 points, but we're, I'm, I'm going to bet on the fact that they'll, that these teams are, are going to be good enough and make enough shots. And they're bad enough defensively, most importantly, that we'll be able to get to uh, 160. By the way, before you close here, uh, shouts to uh, Bully Clyde uh, for covering yesterday. No, 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 no. We're not shouting out. We're not shouting him out on this podcast. No, <laughs> take he, it back. It's take it back. We're not shouting him for me. First positive. No, take thing. it back. We're not shouting him out. Good. He got you. Like you want to bet, but take it back. We're not shouting him out. <laughs> All right, fine. Take it back. I'll take it back. Take it back. Okay, good. I'm removing. No, I'm withdrawing my shouts to Bully Clyde. Yes, um, and at some point we're, we'll have to tell the uh, the story about how I thought Billy Clyde wanted to fight me one time at Peach Jam. We'll tell that. <laughs> Wait, can we just replay? Can we replay that? I still have the, the audio. Let's let's one. let's save that. Let's save that for a different stream. Let's, right, we already right. we already talked about pooping our pants on this stream, we'll so it. we we'll can't we can't talk about Billy Clyde on this one. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow morning at nine a.m. Home field apparel. Go get it. Oh, yeah. Homefieldapparel.com. Field of 68. Uh, promo code 20% off your first purchase. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.